0: Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Monday, October 17th, the day after a Chiefs loss. I'm Blair Kirkhoff. So yeah, the Chiefs lost a 24-20 decision to the Buffalo Bills at Arrowhead on Sunday. It was a good game. Plenty of lead changes, big plays, key moments. And we talked about all of them on Sportsbeat Live, our post-game live stream. Beat writers Herbie Teofy and Jesse Newell, along with columnists Sam McDowell and Vahe Gregorian, discussed what we saw and wondered what the Chiefs will have to figure out if they want to win a rematch with the Bills in the playoffs. Okay, let's get started. Good evening from GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. You're on Sports Beat Live. Uh, this is our post-game show for the Chiefs, where we talk about what happened in today's game. Chiefs lose to the Buffalo Bills, 24 to 20. First home loss of the season for Kansas City. We're coming to you a little earlier tonight. I hope you um, hope you found us on the and um, uh, it, it will give, send us your questions and comments as you, as you always do. I know we're a little early because usually the parking lot's empty when we start, and now I can see that the cars are continuing to stream out of the parking lot and uh, see all the tail lights uh, heading toward uh, I-70 over there. So. Like I said, Chiefs fall twenty-four to twenty in a really, really good game, a tight game. I don't think it did. Am I right? Neither team had more than a one-score lead in this game, and I thought the Chiefs had opportunities to do that, uh, especially late in the first half, but didn't get it done, and they lose to the Buffalo Bills. I guess the maybe the best way to start is to ask you guys if we thought the better team won the football game tonight, the bills came in as a, what a did, started as a one point favorite ended up, I think a three point favorite, maybe two and a half at kickoff. Jesse, I'll start with you. Did, did the better team win this game today?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think so. I think they're the better team going in here. Uh, I'll kick it to Sam right after me, because I think that he probably is going to have a column, sort of speaking to this off season and kind of how these two teams diverged. We kind of talked about this, how, the Bills went out and they got Von Miller and they signed him and he made a big impact on the stretch and they kind of are out to win now after they've lost to the Chiefs. Their title is in the Chiefs. So they came in here, you know, like you said, a three point favorite, two and a half point favorite. And in arrowhead, that kind of lets you know that they're probably the best team in football and probably just a little bit better than the Chiefs at this moment. The Bills had some opportunities. They had uh fourth downs, uh, they didn't convert early, a red zone opportunity, an early fumble. Uh, you know, Chiefs had some mistakes too, but I think all in all those kind of balance each other out and The Bills were probably about three points better. That's why Vegas has all those lights and those sports books are usually pretty on. So I thought the better team did win. I think that if you played this game 10 times, you know, the Chiefs probably win three or four right now. But I also think that when the Chiefs are fully healthy and these rookies kind of grow into what they can become, the Chiefs might give a better effort the next time they play the Bills. But I guess I'll kick it to Sam because I'm sure he has some thoughts on what the Bills did this offseason, what the Chiefs did, and maybe how that impacted this outcome today.
2: Yeah, I mean I, I agree with Jesse. I thought the better team won. I, I thought going into the season, the Bills were the best team. Um, it's interesting because that comment that just came on the screen from from Gabe that said this one stings. I, I actually don't feel that way. Um, you know, I, I think that the Bills are the best team in football, and the Chiefs are a couple of plays away from being them. And every year now, and Jesse mentioned it, this is what I'll touch on, but the Chiefs are going to face this every year with a different team that is building themselves just to be to win this game. And Von Miller is one of the primary ways that the Bills built their roster to win this game. They basically said to hell with the salary cap in the future. They want to be good right now because they feel like that's when they can beat the Chiefs if they add that guy. By the way, that guy made probably the biggest impact other than Josh Allen of any, and perhaps Stephon Diggs. Uh, of any player on the Bills' roster. I mean, he had the the sack to end the drive before the Chiefs got it last. He pressures Mahomes into a bad throw on the very final drive. Um, But having said all that, I mean, it didn't take some Herculean effort for the Chiefs to compete with the Bills today. I mean, they lost by four points and had to give up a touchdown late and throw an interception on their final drive to lose the game. So, like I said, I I don't think that all is lost because the Chiefs lost – this game the one thing that might be lost is home field advantage and we have not had that in the Patrick Mahomes era um I think you know Herbie Bahe, Blair the four of us last year were talking about we thought it might be kind of exciting to watch Patrick Mahomes play on the road and I think if you're going to have a takeaway from today's game it's not that the Chiefs can't still finish everything that is on their goals list at the end of the year but it might be that the Chiefs might have to do that on the road for the first time since Patrick Mahomes got here.
0: What do you think, Vlahey? Um, just, yeah, um I, go ahead.
3: No, I just say this. I I mean, uh totally the Bills were totally the better team today, deserved to win. It was a it was a great game. Uh like Sam, I, I feel like um this whatever the implications are going forward are aren't aren't just isolated to today, right? I mean, um, that that we can just point back to last year, the 38 to 20 loss to the Bills in the, in in roughly this time of year, and then the Chiefs beating them in that incredible game in the postseason. Um, The twist, as Sam noted, you know, could be that we may see the first, (laughs) it's just a bizarre stat, right? The first road playoff game of Patrick Mahomes' career could be shaped a little bit by this day, but there is a lot of football to be played in between. And uh, one of the things that we'll see is, uh, how playoff alignment happens, but also, you know, the oddities of the playoffs, things happen. We've, we've had quirky things happen where matchups don't become what they seem to be. But I think on balance, I don't, I don't see why a chiefs fan would feel uh panic stricken by today. I mean, you can feel frustrated or, or mad, but I, I think the chiefs were toe to toe with the bills and that's despite, you know, no Willie Gay, no McDuffie, no Fenton. Um, I I, Mahomes making, I think, two uncharacteristic uh, mistakes. I, I haven't looked this up yet, but I don't know how many times he's had multiple interception games in his career. It's, it's, it's not many. Um, and th- that this was one of them. Herbie, does this one feel different than the Indianapolis
4: loss? It, it feels a lot different because this is a better team that the Chiefs lost to, you know, the Colts were thinking in our head, there's no way in the world they should have lost this game. But then again, the Colts seem to have the Chiefs uh, number. This game, no. I mean, I came into this game, and I was talking to Jesse before. And I, said, I thought the Bills were going to win. But this also goes back to last year. And as Vahe points out, there's a lot of football to be played between now and the end of the regular season. The Chiefs lost to the Bills last year roughly around this same time. And lo and behold, as the rest of the season plays out, uh, you know the Chiefs are the number one seed. To Sam's point, you know if, if the Chiefs do go on the road, my goodness, guys, we do not want to be in Buffalo in January. That's that's all I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hope you have your long underwear uh, in the drawers. Um, so, all right, I get a sense everybody's uh, not not shocked that the the game ended the way that it did. That but the Buffalo with Buffalo winning and. Um, and, and there's again plenty of season left, as as many of you've said. But what? Why did the Chiefs lose today? What what happened in this game? A couple of interceptions by Mahomes, I, I thought is the you know, one to begin the game and one to end the game. Um, I didn't think they ran the ball effectively. I thought there were some opportunities to. Um, to, to maybe extend a lead in the, in the first half and, and they, they, couldn't, they couldn't get it done. What is it that Buffalo does that, that really bothers the Chiefs?
2: Well, they bother everybody. I mean, their offense is the best in the league for a reason. You know, they're, they're pacing with 21 more yards per game than any other team in the league, and they got more today than what they've been averaging for the season. It's the most yards the Chiefs have given up all year. One of the difficulties of it is, you know, one thing the Bills have done as their offense has gotten better the Chiefs have not is their running game is a factor now. And the Chiefs struggled with Devin Singletary throughout the game. The Chiefs have not been able to have that same sort of, if you're going to take away our quarterback, we've got another way to beat you. The Bills do. And today, you know, Steve Spagnola tried to get Josh Allen, and effectively so for the first three or four drives with blitzes, you know, Josh Allen was 0 for seven the first time that the first seven instances within the Chiefs blitzed him. But then at some point he realized, wait a minute, when you blitz, I've got one on one with some rookie cornerbacks on the outside. And by the way, I'm throwing to Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs. And those are matchups the Chiefs just aren't gonna win with with their third and seventh round picks out on the edge, out on the perimeter there. So yeah, I mean that's how the Bills got the Chiefs today, but you know, it's it's also how the bills are getting everybody right now.
0: You you mentioned the and some of the some of, in the audience you mentioned the young corners. Uh, so we we all go downstairs to the locker room after the game, and um, the, the players are all in there. Patrick Mahomes and a couple other players will often go off to a separate room where you hear their audio uh, on post game shows, but then the rest of the players stay in the locker room and meet with. Uh, reporters and cameramen and that sort of thing, and it's usually about ten. It's about ten or fifteen minutes after the game is over that the door is open and, and the reporters are allowed in, and by then the the players have you know they've either already showered, they're in the process of you know you know showering and and uh, but uh, I thought it was interesting that uh, Joshua Williams, who got burned on was one of the touchdown passes, a long one or or two. He was still in there too. Thanks, Sam. He was still in there in his uniform, answering questions. Um, hadn't even taken hadn't taken his pads off. Um, I, I know he. I think he was probably getting a lot of you know a, a lot of consolation from teammates, especially the the more veteran guys like Justin Reed. But he was, you know, he sat there and answered questions about his game. And um, and I know, listen, he uh, he's a he's a guy who ha- didn't play as much as. Uh, as, as Watson has earlier this season, but he was in the spotlight tonight because of the injuries to other players. And um, yes, this is a, this was a growing experience for
1: him and other young defensive backs for the Chiefs. Yeah, I would I would just say real quick, Blair, in his defense, um, he did get burned deep down the sideline twice. Uh, those are for one tough passes, and for two, it is partly scheme. You know, Spagnola was trying to mix things up. He was trying to blitz Josh Allen. Sam talked earlier about how they were getting to him in the blitz early on, and they were trying to, to, to do that, move him off his spot. It worked early. But when you do that, you're going to leave your guys on an island every once in a while. And what ended up happening was he did get burned a couple of times. Again, Josh Allen has to make a really nice throw down the sideline. If you look at some of these next-gen stats, he really, outside the numbers, is where Josh Allen beat the Chiefs tonight. A lot of that is some cover two stuff, which is, you know, the safety's not getting over there in time, and the, the corner's a little bit on, the, on an island. But Josh Williams had some good plays down the stretch. He made a nice run tackle. Uh, One time they save a touchdown. He had a couple of nice pass breakups, including one on Diggs later in the game. And Andy Reid went out of his way in the postgame to talk about how Josh Williams had sort of, you know, rounded back into form late in the game and and kind of not let those mistakes bother him early on. So it's a tough position to put him in because I wrote this last week. When he stepped on the field last week to cover Devontae Adams, that was his second defensive snap. Of the entire season, so some of this is going to happen. Some of this, he was put in a bad spot, and Steve Spagnuolo's in a bad spot just because of what Sam said earlier. This Bills' offense is going to march and move on a lot of teams, no matter what you do. So when you try to blitz him, you try to get after him, you try to do some different things. You're going to leave your corners on an island. Josh Williams found himself on an island a couple of times, but I thought he performed better down the stretch and was able to at least uh, you know round into form down the down the end and you know shake some of that off. I think I could help the Chiefs down the line if uh, if he does have to come in for multiple plays down the stretch. It, if there's one thing I'm not going to give uh Spagnolo any slack on, it's it's in
4: the second quarter. When you have the bills pinned inside their one yard line facing a third and 13, there is no way in the world Spagnolo's defense should allow the bills to score four plays later. That was just inexcusable, in my opinion. I, I, I don't care who's on an island, you got the team pinned that far back, you cannot give up that first down, and then ultimately. That long touchdown pass to Gabe Davis, which put them up, obviously, uh, or gave them that ten to seven lead, but that touchdown should have never happened. I don't know what Spagnola was thinking down there.
1: Well, yeah, but Herbie, I mean, we're we're talking about these different standards here. I mean, last year's defense would have given that up, right? And and what we're talking about, okay, the Chiefs traded Tyree Kill and I'm having to make as many weapons on offense, and their offense isn't doing all these things. Well, their defense stepped up today. I mean, they had a fourth down stop uh, to get off the field. Uh, They had a fumble recovery early on. They made them snap the ball again, which is something last year's defense couldn't do. And I think that, if you are a Chiefs fan, that is your biggest hope here is the Bills are kind of what they are right now. They're the best team in the NFL. They're really, really good. But it seems to me like they're sort of – they've got Von Miller, and they need to keep him healthy. You know, they got Josh Allen. They need to keep him healthy. The Chiefs have all these young dudes you're throwing out there, and you're thinking, hey, in 10 weeks, this could be a different Chiefs team. This could be a better Chiefs team. Plus, you added some health to that. Willie Gay coming back from suspension feels like the Chiefs could still peak a little bit, whereas the Bills, we kind of know where they're at. They're they're the best team in the NFL for good reason. Uh, But I just want to throw it out there because, I mean, the defense has saved them a couple times this year. I thought the defense played fine today. And and honestly, if you ask Patrick Mahomes in the offense, I'm sure they would say that they need to do more to win that football game.
2: Yeah, one of the interesting things about about it is we – I mean, Jesse and I were having a conversation in the press box like mid-game about the Chiefs' defensive strategy. And, you know, I I think, Jesse, you were saying, hey, make – you know, you you can't make them dink and dunk their way downfield because they usually don't even get to third down when you do that. And I was saying, well, you have to make them dink and dunk their way down the field because if you don't, they'll get those big chunk plays like they did on Josh Williams. And, by the way, they did have a a fumble that was not really the Chiefs doing. It was a complete shooting themselves in the foot moment on the first drive. They did go forward on fourth down twice. But the only reason I bring that up is just to show that – we were picking between two pretty bad options to try and slow down the Bills' defense. And this is, I think, the best offense the Chiefs will face this year because I think it's as good as any offense in the league right now.
0: Well, I'm with – I think Steve Spagnuolo did have a good day today. Um, I I thought the Blitzes came at uh, opportune times. And you're right, Sam, there were two fourth-down stops, one at the goal line and, and one at midfield. It was that one at midfield that I thought was a, a you know it, it happened in the fourth quarter with about eight nine I guess nine minutes to go and I thought this was an important moment in the game when the Chiefs took over at the at, at their forty six and, uh, and and got a couple of first downs but on a third and thirteen, on a, Patrick Mahomes as he as he does better than anybody in the NFL eludes the tackler and spins around and finds himself on the left side with some open field in front of him. But he doesn't. He doesn't continue on that route. For some reason, he cuts back inside, and he, he's tackled for about a six or seven yard game. Uh, not, not close enough to attempt a uh, you know a fourth down conversion there. Harrison Bucker kicks a, a 44 yard field goal to give the Chiefs uh, the, the seven point lead, and that was. I, I just felt they had to get a touchdown there. Uh, it's just one of those games where you just you feel it. They had to get a touchdown. They ended up getting a field goal, and the Bills get the touchdown later. Anybody think that was a – also think that was a big play?
2: Yeah, I thought the entire fourth quarter, like all three possessions the Chiefs have, that play you're mentioning, Blair, if you look at that series of three downs the Chiefs had, um, Michael Burton, they called the absolute perfect play against a cover zero blitz, and Mahomes uh, puts too much pace on the pass and throws it wide left, and the play was open. I mean, if that's a complete pass, that could be a touchdown. Second down – The Chiefs have to have a running back that can break a one on one tackle in the open field. Pacheco gets tackled two yards behind the line of scrimmage. Now they're looking at third and long. If Pacheco had even been able to drive and get, you know, four yards instead of losing two, Mahomes absolutely runs the ball on that play you're talking about, Blair. And so all three plays, I thought, this is a good play. Well, this is going to be a good outcome. Oh, this could be a good outcome. Like the play calls were there for that to be a successful drive. That's the first drive of the fourth quarter. Next one, I thought they got a little bit too conservative with a three-point lead. Last one was the interception. So I, I think that the offense, you know, I, I can't remember who mentioned earlier that, you know, as far as we're looking at defense or offense, those are the three possessions I think that the offense is going to be pointing at themselves uh, tomorrow when they look at the phone.
1: Yeah, Sam, I think this all, and what you said, Blair, all revolves around kind of the theme of the day, maybe the theme of the last few weeks for the Chiefs is not good enough on first down and second down. And it's sure nice to have a magician in Patrick Mahomes who bails you out on third and seven and gets you 53% conversion rate. And he did the same thing today. I mean, they were 3rd and 9, he would convert in the first half. And 3rd and 13, or 3rd and 12. I mean, he, he pulls these miracle plays out. And the Chiefs are so good on those 3rd longs. But it's just tough to keep doing over and over again. You know, they got the 3rd and 6 down late when they really needed to continue to push the drive on. Uh, Von Miller gets around the edge on Andrew Wiley. Uh, Travis Kelsey looked like he was a little bit late out of his break. He actually chipped the defensive end on the side. Patrick Mump said something later. I'm not sure if that was the Travis or not. Maybe... They didn't need to chip on the other side. Maybe he just needed him getting the route because it looked like Patrick was uh, staring down Travis on that play. But again, you're just – if you can't run the ball on first and second down and if you're not executing on first and second down, you're leaving it in the hands of your magician on third down. And the magician works about eight times out of ten or six times out of ten when it comes to those third downs. But it's it's a really hard formula to – to reproduce over and over and over and over again. And while Patrick Williams does it so much, I mean, that, that is kind of playing on the razor's edge a little bit. I think the Chiefs got burned by that late, even though they got saved by it early. And that's probably where they need to go back to the blackboard here and figure out how on first and second down can they get four or five yards or six yards or seven yards and make it more manageable or even get first downs like the Bills were doing before they get to third down because those early downs were not good enough, even though the late downs were kind of saving them throughout the game.
3: Hey, speaking of the magician, I I just want to interject here. I, I I'm curious what you guys all thought of the the interception in the end zone. I I thought it was bad judgment. Um, I've I've seen some online feedback and fodder that says that that, that MBS should have caught that ball. I, I think it would have been a great catch, but I really felt like it was forced and was was too risky. But I, I I'm really curious what you guys all thought. Well,
2: yeah, I'll, I'll start. Element, a, go ahead. Go ahead, Blake. Well, I
0: was going to say I'll start by saying that I don't I don't think he has experience yet with MVS. To I think that was a moment where uh, Mahomes put some faith and trust in MVS to see what he could do, and he didn't come down with it. So, um, listen, maybe if it had been anybody there, I think Mahomes would have thrown it to him, if it was Kelsey or or Smith Schuster. Um, but uh, but I think this was an opportunity for MVS to to make a play to to be physical. And uh, he was you know he was between two Bill's defenders. He didn't come down with the ball. I don't know, even looking at the replay, I couldn't tell if he was in a position to come down with the ball, but the rookie took the ball and, and made the interception Elam and that that was an impressive play by him. That was a guy that I know herbie from who did our all of our draft stuff um had I know the chiefs had an eye on on him. He was the Florida cornerback, right? And um, he he made the play on it. And I just. That's a play I want to see a veteran wide receiver, uh, you know, fight for and come down with. So I am going to put a little
4: bit of a um, little bit of onus on on MVS on that play. Yeah, Mahomes. Mahomes said in this post game presser, he tried to high point it and give his wide receiver the opportunity to make the play. You know, and in that situation there, MVS, you're, I agree with you guys. You have to come down with the football. If you put your hands on that thing. And Elam is a first-round draft pick. You know, he's, Don't forget the Bills traded up for him to get him after the Chiefs traded up to get Trent McDuffie. There was kind of that little showmanship there. If the Chiefs take so-and-so, then we're going to go up there and get the guy they don't get. But you, you can't let that rookie out-muscle you like that. You're a, you're a fourth-year veteran, a fifth-year veteran, and you got your hands on the football. You got to make that play in the end zone.
1: Yeah, I mean, one thing I will say about this is that we talked to Patrick Mahomes, and I talked about, hey, you have bigger receivers this year. This was back in training camp, and what, what does that allow you to do? And the one thing he probably has not been, I don't know if I would say good at, but that has not been part of his skill set really is kind of trusting his guys to go get contested balls. And now that he has these big receivers, that's kind of part of the playbook now is that you throw it to a certain shoulder, you throw it up, you give those guys a chance to make a play. I think in Patrick Mahomes' mind, again, you're talking milliseconds here, but he's trying to let his guy go make a play in the end zone. It didn't happen, but again, we talk about kind of the big picture of this. Um, It's very fascinating because Kyrie Elam was obviously very high on the Chiefs draft board. The Chiefs had to draft up in the first round before they knew who was available. I'm sure Kyrie Elam was one of those guys that, like, if he's still there, the Chiefs take him. But Trent McDuffie ended up being there, and obviously he was on the board right ahead of Kyrie Elam. So even something small like that, I mean, if if the Chiefs draft Kyrie Elam, you know, injuries, you know what I'm saying? Like if the Chiefs had their first rounder, this game might be different, but the Bills had their first rounder, and he makes a play in the end zone. And again, credit to him for doing that. But the Chiefs were very high on that guy, and uh, he did make the play over MBS. I think Patrick Mahomes more than anything. This is a part of his skill set he hasn't had to show early on with all the small receivers he's had early in his career. But I think he wanted to give his guy a chance, and uh, MBS didn't come down with it. But again, you credit the rookie for making a good play too. I think if they, when you gotta
4: yeah, when you're looking for that big type receiver, and Jesse, you wrote about it during training camp, and we've all thought about it as well. Why not give a guy like Jody Fortune an opportunity for those type of jump balls? I think he probably would have came down on it.
0: Why not indeed? Um, uh, you know, good uh listen, I, I think Jody Fortune would have come down with
2: that ball because he's he is a strong I, physical. I think he would have too I, I think so too.
0: Vahe, what about, what, what, about the rest of Mahomes g- game? What, what did, what did he say about the, the last interception?
3: Well, it was interesting. I mean, he, he, he talked about, uh, he, he, there was, he was trying to hit somebody on the, uh, sort of a flag or out, out. And I don't know who that was downfield. Um, but he, he, he didn't have it. He had to reset and he said as he was resetting, you know, 58 was in his grill and, what he, what he didn't do ordinarily, he takes you through the whole play. He didn't really get to the release point on that play. I mean, it, it and, and what he saw or didn't see with two guys, two guys on sky Moore right there. So I, I, I kind of wish I'd followed up to ask him a little bit more about, about that. I mean, as Andy Reid put it, I mean, he was trying to make something happen. Normally it does. And I think that's a, a pretty astute point, but, um, I, I felt like that was a little inexplicable, um, uh, from Patrick, that, that release, to be honest.
2: It, it looks like Herbie is logged into Facebook under Stephen Logan. Is that right, Herbie? <laughs> um, uh, I, I do th- <laughs> uh thanks, George, our producer, for putting that back up there so everyone got my joke. Um, I do think – first of all, it's an ill-advised throw. Um, I think he has to know his receiver, and as while MBS has more height than some of his past receivers – he has not shown the ability to, to catch a contested pass yet with Patrick Mahomes. Um, but second of all, I also think that Patrick Mahomes, so much of his creativity comes on plays like that. Like we are an eyelash away from talking about that play as another uh, illustration of Patrick Mahomes' brilliance. And just because he, he – gives you the reward so often doesn't mean the risk is not still there in some of these things he does. And sometimes, you know, I, I think I phrased it in my immediate reaction. Sometimes the dice are still going to come up snake eyes, even though that's not typically the case.
0: Tell you what though interceptions in the end zone from when the play starts at the, what the, Wherever it was, the nine, uh, that those are killers. I and mean, that's the Chiefs got the turnover to begin the game, marched down the field, and gave it right back instead of getting at least three out of that. And you know, and having won the toss, the coin toss, and know that they're getting the ball in the to start the second half. That, I think that could have been a big, that could have been a big moment in the game, as well. Okay, guys, I know we all got it right, and uh, so we'll we'll wrap it up. A little bit of a tricky game on a week from tonight or a week from today on um, at San Francisco, the 49ers lost lost today to the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. So they'll be um maybe a little motivated. Chiefs lost today. a c- couple teams coming off of losses. Um, first time the teams will have met since the Super Bowl and the quarterbacks are the same for both teams. Uh wasn't supposed to be the plan for the for the 49ers, but here here it is Jimmy Garoppolo playing for San Francisco that'll do it for today thanks to our sports kc production crew of money davis randy mason george howard and jeff rosen tip of the gap deviah gregorian herbie top jesse newell and sam mcdowell for sharing their insights today's morning sports edition has complete coverage of the chiefs nfl baseball playoffs college football nascar and much more Go to liveedition.kansascity.com for more information. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sports Beat Case.